Um, okay. All right. Are you ready? It's cold, it's rainy, it's gray, it's windy, but you know what? It's still our favorite season. Why? Because it's award season. Your intrepid entertainment reporters are here to discuss all the movies, TV, pop culture ephemera that they've consumed lately. As always, I need the Lisa Gibbons to my John Tesh, the Kit Hoover to my Mario Lopez, the Jules Asner to my Steve Kometko, and her triumphant return from the Seven Strangers Studios in Linwood, Washington. It's Christy Wise. Hi, Christy. Hello. Hi. That studio name is like really funny now. (laughs) I know. I know. Wait. Okay. I know it came from when we did um, reality stuff. Yeah. And I named it that. But like, okay. So wait. There's you. There's Elliot. Um, there. How many pets? Two. There's Jeremy. Obviously. Okay. So wait. That's not quite seven. No. You need to get some more pets. No more Sorry. pets. <laughs> we have a dead fish no that more. gets carried around. Um, but well, that counts. That's the puck of the situation. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is our, um, I guess it's like biannual, um, investigation into the pop culture that we've consumed lately. So yeah, it's time. The Golden Globes were this past weekend. We have lots to say. We've seen lots, especially Christy. Um, so yeah, we're just going to get into it, but okay. As usual, we'll do some small talk, the median talk mailbag and how you can get involved with the show. Um, and with that, I mean, it's small talk, but it really is. I'm going to, it's like, I wish I had a little like. I don't know, theme song that's like catching up with Christy or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's Christy, been a long what's he been up to? It's been a long time. I think it was right when I got laid off from my job. I came on and said, I got laid off from my job and then was never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> and then she whoosh, whisked away. Yeah. In this capitalist society, you don't exist anyway. No, so, I don't. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so here. I lost my job in May and... Um, Jeremy's been on more than May. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy. Time has gone both slow and very, very fast. Um, (laughs) And then Jeremy lost his job in July. Um, The startup he was working for was basically sold off for parts because they went bankrupt. Um, Yeah. So I have been basically, you know, crushing depression and um all of that um so, i haven't so been up for doing much of anything um if i get one thing done a day i'm like yes i did it i mean listen <laughs> that's that's a lot yeah. it is it is um so well. there's that and then um, <laughs> and so i've you know just spent i've spent more days working on my computer than I did when I had a job just looking for a job as a full-time job which people say it totally time. totally is though like I remember when Dave the, was looking for a job when he got laid off from his whenever like 16 years ago and it was like a full-time job mm-hmm. like it and it was like not just sort of like oh I'm just like searching on the internet like you're like working on your resume you're trying to 
network and shit and all that stuff and like every tentacle that you have to reach out like how can I reach out it sucks yeah. it's like demoralizing and it also sucks because like working kind of sucks like yeah. you're like it sucks because you're like I don't really want to work right. like I mean I I like whatever I guess I want to be a protective mem- member of society but like I do think in the United States and capitalist countries all over the world it's like we've kind of drained into our or drilled into ourselves that like work is the only thing that makes you like okay Mm -hmm. and it sucks because I would like to do a lot of other things with my free time but unfortunately you need money to exist in this world and uh you have to get a job which sucks yeah and you you don't realize how much everybody puts on what you do until you like you know you don't have anything that you're doing and so when people are like oh well what do you do well I do nothing thank you thank you for I'm a professional job seeker you're like in um an office space I do nothing yeah exactly (laughs) except they got paid oh no yeah so damn it I ran we um ran out of um unemployment in November um Jeremy got a very low paying contract um which I think comes to an end pretty soon um, so there's that and then in December my mom died suddenly um actually on my birthday we got a call like you need to get to Boise right away um so right when you were supposed to like go on a trip so I was unpacking my like shorts and swimsuit and putting in (laughs) like thermal underwear um yeah so that was I'm sorry and that was crazy we're still dealing with that and because I'm the oldest my sister said you deal with all the business stuff and so that's become (laughs) another full-time job um that I'm like constantly having to call places and just like start crying all over the I'm my poor insurance agent probably did not know what to do I'm like like, are you okay yeah she didn't have much which is nice because that means less business to do yeah um more debt than actual um things um but I can't even imagine like what someone who has something like life insurance or a 401k or anything has to go through. It would be, I mean, that's why like when rich people die, they have like executors that make money. Yeah. I, this yeah, is a full totally job. like, I, I don't yeah. know how anyone could even handle it. I mean, so I haven't been able to apply for jobs in like since then, like, because <sighs> that's the full time. Like I have to like, you know, her stuff is close to the end. I do have to go back to Boise, which is so oh, stupid. To, so dumb. Yeah, fly back there and have something notarized and um, put with the court and that kind of stuff just to be able to sell her car. Oh, um, so that's God. Can you imagine if she had like a ton of stuff? Yeah, like you were saying, like if she had a ton of stuff. I mean, you're right. Like, I know it's a. This is like apples and oranges to compare, but like when Bob died, I'm sure he had like an army of lawyers oh, yeah. that we're dealing with the estate and we were constantly updating his will like that was like a monthly thing that his lawyer and banker would come in and we would just talk it through yeah this is like she luckily had one that named me she was in the process of taking me off i don't know (laughs) if it was because she was mad at me because she was always mad at me or if it was because my she was trying to put my cousin on it um because she lived there so they so oh, I don't okay. know if so it was like that contact, but she never signed it. And so luck that's lucky because I, I'm in like, I'm liable for everything. Like I have to file our taxes and if I don't, it comes to me. So if I had to talk to a third part, third person in all of this, it would just be a disaster. It would. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Really awful. Um, so, I mean, that's a, that is sort of like know, the like silver lining is like you could just deal with it, even though it sucks. It's like, I'm, let's just get it done. Yeah. Let's get through this. And... Just dealing with my sister, which is nice. Like, we've agreed on everything. We haven't fought. We've like gotten along better than we ever have in like years. <laughs> so, that's good. I guess tragedy brings um, you together. But yeah. my advice to everyone is make sure you have an updated will. Make sure people mm. know what you want. Get on your parents or put your kids on their bank accounts um, because just that was like a whole ordeal um, that luckily we had this piece of paper that she had signed and notarized, um, but like we weren't on any of our accounts and I can't even imagine if there's like life insurance and 401k to have to like battle that out. We well, often- my thing, mom and dad, listen up. <laughs> no, I'm teasing, but like, I want to just know where things mm-hmm. are. Like, where do you bank? Yep. <laughs> like, how many credit cards do you have? Exactly. Like, I don't care. I like. I don't. I don't care. Like, I don't. Yeah, I'm not judging I'm not you. After. Just... Yeah. No, and like, I don't ever expect to get anything anytime, right. anywhere. Like, it's not like I'm like, where's the? I need the money. Like, I'm wishing. I, it's <laughs> just more like of the headache of like. Exactly. How is this gonna happen? Like, what is the? I don't know, do do your I mean I guess it's for the living to deal with but it's like do your relatives your your um, sons and daughters and whatever like do them a solid and like make it as I don't know seamless as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like- I say that and I don't Dave <laughs> and I have like a we don't have a will but we do have when we went to um we went to London together without the kids we were like we should probably like just in case like mm-hmm. I don't know we into like I plane you know we die in like some crash or i don't know like the secret door falls off of the plane like it did (laughs) um that we like hat and we fly out or whatever like that i don't know the kids will go somewhere we don't like have that much money but but it is we need to be better about being like this is where we bank and this is where our savings accounts are or whatever these are where our 401ks are all that kind of stuff so it's not some big secret and people are having to do like i don't know um an investigation yep. on our finances. Yeah. Yeah. There was, luckily I banked at the same place that my mom did, which was a small credit union. So I could just like literally call them oh, up and be like, let me talk to this person. Um, that's good. Yeah. What sucked is that it was over Christmas. Like everything was delayed, like mm-hmm. getting a death certificate, getting like everything was like super delayed. And um, also one thing that was funny is she was very proud of herself. So while we were driving, she was still like, awake and able to talk and she was like i wrote down all my passwords and i was like yes perfect she didn't write any of the logins so oh no <laughs> so you had passwords and no logins yeah oh. <laughs> oh my god that is like so like um isn't it ironic yeah. don't you think it's like yeah yeah you have ten thousand swoons yeah. all you need is a knife exactly like, <laughs> um and then another piece of advice is Tell your people what you want done. Don't make it so your kids have to make your end of life decision because that sucks to have to do. Yeah. For sure. So that and also go to the doctor, get checkups and then tell people if you need help, like ask for help. Yes. It's not a weakness. It's okay. No, it's not. Like even your like semi estranged daughter will be like, Yes, I will come help you. Right. Of course. Like I yes. Yeah. Like if you need help, I'll help you. Yeah, like we just um, said, like she worked she worked up until like 
two days before she died. Like no one should have really? to do that. And oh. if she would have told us what was going on to the extent that yeah. she knew, we could have like made her last, you know, year better. But yeah. no one knew. And like that's that's awful. So that is awful. Yeah. So tell people what you're going through. Ask for ask for things. What's what's really funny is that I didn't know this about her, but you know, I'm reading all the emails and text messages and all this like trying to do forensic stuff um is that she was so much like me I guess I'm like her um in that she recommended like movies and tv to people all the time like sometimes unsolicited like it would just be like a text like (laughs) you should watch this now her taste was terrible because it was mostly movies that were hallmark movies and the tv shows were a a lot of like virgin river and sweet magnolias But I just was like, oh, my gosh, this is so weird. And then it would be like (laughs) post-its, my favorite movies that I've seen. And like, oh, yeah, that is so it is weird. Even when you're kind of like have complicated feelings, you're like, okay, well, I see where I get this from a little bit. Like this is it's like, all right, you know, she's logging all of her stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I thought that I mean, you know, again, complicated. But that is really funny. God, Sweet Magnolias, man. We're going to get into pop culture, but there's like, that was a show. And listen, I have trash taste and mm-hmm. like, I can watch some trash oh, yeah. for sure. And like revel in it. Like that stupid Catherine Heigl show. Oh my God. It's so thing, bad, but I so can't bad. stop. I, I was like, yeah, okay. Like I'm going to watch it again. Um, but Sweet Magnolias, I was like, I can't watch this. Like it's too, it's so like hackney and just corny. That and um, I tried to watch... Because, listen, I love a teen drama, of course. Like, And I love when there's, like, a new kid in town and people are curious about it. The Summer I Turned Pretty ate that up. Like, yes. loved it. Oh it was God. so good. Corny. It was, but it was so good. And it was, like, pretty well written and stuff. I tried to watch, like, oh, what was that show? It was, like. The boys of the. The boys. Yeah. The gr- boys of. The Walter Brothers or something. Yes. I was, like, this show sucks. Like, it was so dumb. And, like, the. The dialogue was terrible, and I don't even need it to be realistic. I just need it to be, like, somewhat well-written. And this is when I'm like, maybe I'm too old. Like, the kids in the summer I turned pretty, obviously, I'm a lot older than they are. But, like, I was like, okay, well, like, they're young, but I can kind of think of myself as being that age and kind of having a swoony summer where you're just, like, you know, wanting to make out with a boy or whatever. In that show, The Life with Walter Boys or whatever, I was like, they seem so young, especially the boys. I was like, they seem prepubescent to me that I was like, I can't. No. The boys in The Summer I Turned Pretty, I was like, well, they look like men almost, mm-hmm. but the the these, I'm like, the hot, the quote unquote hot guy, I'm like, he looks 12. Like, I can't. Yeah. I, can't like I need that. Jacob Elordi playing 15. Like, that's what I need. Yes, exactly. Like, clearly he's young, yeah. but he is really hot. I mean, he is, we'll get to it. Yeah. He is. <laughs> really hot and he's a true tall so (laughs) he's got that going for him um okay well i'm really really sorry but i'm glad that it's kind of wrapping up enough to yeah you know the boise trip is gonna be sorry to all the people that live in idaho but when we were driving out and we crossed over into oregon my sister and i just like deep side like we had no idea we were just like <laughs> holding our breath for the whole time there's just so many big trucks and so many guns and like yeah yeah flaunting the yeah. guns everywhere and i just i can't plus not legal marijuana like i can't yeah the i guess the cops and we saw it happen sit on the border 
and just bust people yeah because there's like this little (gasps) town um yeah and so that's like so people go across to Oregon, mm-hmm. like get weed or yep. whatever, and then come back. Yep. That's so shitty. It's such a dumb. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that's so. That's so. Because <laughs> they have so to get stupid. their quota. Well, I'm sad, not really, but they just canceled. There used to be a direct flight. I think maybe it was Alaska. Maybe there was a direct flight from um, Austin to Boise, but they just they just canceled it or whatever. I don't know. I know, and I'm like, going? Oh, sorry. I had no idea. Well, clearly not that many people because yeah. they, they canceled it. So I was like, okay, goodbye. Yeah, bye. Um, <laughs> goodbye. Um, well, that sucks. But let's let's move on to brighter things. Hopefully 2024 will bring a fun job yeah. and or I don't know, money. Yeah. Isn't um, that terrible that we're like hoping for a job? I know. God. <laughs> I know. Every day when I'm like, oh, this job sucks. Then I'm like, but I guess I, li- I like it. I guess I have it. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's fine. Whatever. Um, all right, let's move it to the mail bag. Um, we got some, a few, and I just posted this morning, and I had because I was like, oh shit, I need to post the question of the week, and I knew people would come in. We talked about soup last week, and I um, have been craving soup ever since then. I have not had it, but I'm going to make um, soup again. But um, we asked for your favorite soup and recipes if you have them. And actually, some of these sound really good. Megan says, roasted cauliflower soup from Charlotte at Clean Foodie Cravings on Instagram. It was promoted post with it was a promoted post with lactate. So delicious. <laughs> I'd but eat that. Sounds pretty good. Totally. Um, from Reddit, the soup, quote unquote, um, is a new favorite. I use a mix of breasts and thighs and start things on the stove instead of this microwave method. And I only use one bag of frozen tortellini. Listen, I love um, my favorite thing to do. Well, I love a slow cooker meal because it just makes it easier. And I'm like already done. My favorite thing is, is when and I think you do have to kind of like cook this a little bit. I love when they're just like throw it in the slow cooker and then like it's done. Like you don't have to pre-cook anything. Mm-hmm. That makes me really excited because I'm so lazy. Um, but this also sounds good. I've become, Christy, I know you're a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I used to only eat chicken breasts because like whatever. It was like I'm in high school and that's like low fat or whatever yeah. in the 90s. But I like thighs because they have like uh, – they're they have more flavor, I think. Mm. Um, Ellen says, I have been going to near weekly soup nights with friends, and this was my top contender. Hold on. I'm going to open wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Soup night? I need these friends. I know. Same. It's called Fejo. I don't know how to pronounce this. Fejoada Brazilian black bean stew. Um, well, that sounds really good. It looks really good. Um, they're all on the Facebook. But I'm excited because sometimes I find myself going to the same... Um, recipe sites and I'm like I feel like I've done all the ones that I've done that I'm like interested in and then I like want to you know but then I I don't know why I start being like I don't know where to go Uh, I don't you know and I just go back to the same ones over and over again so it's good to widen my um widen my um span I I have to say though this isn't something that's been bothering me and this is with every website not just I mean this is with especially like recipe websites or cooking websites or whatever why and I feel like this there's been podcasts about this but why does every website suck by that I mean there are ads on everything unless you're like if you are on a www.blah blah 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 every ad every website sucks like there's always so many ads I guess that's just how they make money or whatever but it's like I can barely read it there's 
pop-ups all over the place. I just feel like it's so much worse than it used to be. Like I almost never go, like I, I, now I end up just downloading an app for something so I can avoid um, seeing all the ads and having to like not click through on yeah. things. Anyway, I just really annoy Well, me. especially um, like, recipe sites on your phone because you're oh, trying to God. click and then you're into this thing and yeah. But have you used Half-Baked I- Harvest? No, I've heard of it, but I haven't used it. I would go there. You like it? I love it. And okay. it's not okay. as ad-filled, but everything I've made from there is delicious. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. I'm going to... Okay. I'm, I've started going into... There's a there's a cookbook lady called... Um, I don't remember her name, but the, it's called The Defined Dish, which I was like, is this like a religious cooking <laughs> thing? I don't know why. It just sounded like kind of like trad wifey, but yeah. actually she makes some, she has some really good recipes. Some of them I don't really care about, but some of them are really good. Um, Anne Miner says that this was originally from a diet for a small planet, which I cooked from when I was a baby vegetarian in the late eighties. I veganize it now, but it is easy, cheap and comforting and that it remains a favorite today. Might even make it tonight after four days away from home. Um, I did not. Okay. Hold on. Hold the phone because I thought I copied over the link, but I actually now need to see it. I'm not a vegan or vegetarian, but I'm always up for it. Hold, well, you can hold. also throw chicken or whatever into it. Totally. Totally. And I'm, I'm I mean, I, I do need protein, but I do, I am, um, I do. Oh, I know why. Because it was like, it wasn't a link. It was just a little, actually, that sounds really easy too. It's like carrot and onion soup. All right. You can tell it's from the 80s, too, because it says heat margarine in a heavy Ew, pot. Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like margarine is so 80s. Do, do I, you, like, I was going to ask if people use that anymore, but Jeremy accidentally bought it when I said spreadable butter. I'm like, cool. <laughs> um, no, the best spreadable butter that I – my kids love, like, toast and um, bagels and whatever, and they want the br- the – butter like spread evenly out i mean these fucking mm-hmm. divas right but um i tried to get the heb like tub of butter mm-hmm. or whatever but it doesn't spread as well like i i always end up like you know like slice like i end up poking a hole in the toast um the lando lakes yes butter the in the tub it's the best one that's like it one. just spreads yeah. the easiest it's that's the, yeah, the one i wanted the him to get it's yeah. the one i mm-hmm. always get <laughs> <laughs> we get the large one. I mean, we go through so much freaking butter mm-hmm. butter in this house. Same. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and I um, I still have my like COVID um lockdown butter uh weirdness because <laughs> I think it was Anne said, "Well, what if they run out of butter?" Or so, I don't even remember if they said that or if someone did. And now I like hoard it in the freezer. I always have like, the more Costco butter. like four pack of um yeah you're like i gotta have the butter <laughs> i still have a subscribe and save on um toilet paper and like which is good like it's you know i need uh, we always need toilet yeah, paper but i'm it. like we have like boxes of toilet paper in the garage <laughs> like bo- and it's like i get it maybe once a month i guess and we just like don't I, at some point it just sort of started stacking up and i'm like i probably could stop this but i feel like i now i can't because i always and we're about to have a freeze on monday so god knows yeah, who knows what's gonna I, happen i need to have my toilet paper yeah. yeah god please um okay um lane says uh, and i had to this is one of those um, words slash restaurants or whatever or like dishes that I see and I've like never known how to pronounce and I've just avoided it but I I googled it 
Sorry, Lane. I Chipioni? am um, a rube. Chipioni? It's Chapino. Chapino. Okay. Yeah. Chapino, a San Francisco original. The big downside is that it's expensive both at a restaurant and to prepare at home, though it's a worth it as a treat. I can't find the last recipe we use, but this is close. Don't get too precious with what seafood you use. That was supposed to be for poor Italian fishermen to use up with the seafood they weren't able to sell. I mean, I've had it before. I just, I'm always like, mm-hmm, this is good, but it is good. It is really good. That's Jeremy's favorite um, Italian yeah. thing. Some it's good. I, Christine made it, and it's yeah. Oh, because you don't like pasta, so maybe that could be something you get. Yeah, yeah. No, totally, to totally. I know, I know. I mean, I do. The one pasta I really like is spaghetti carbonara, just because mm-hmm. I like. I know this is gross. I like a runny eggs, so I'm like, mm, this is delicious. Yeah. But yeah, I just. I just don't like it. And there's bacon on it. Um, okay. Amanda says, after Christmas, I put leftover diced ham, diced potatoes, diced onion, chicken broth in the crock pot for several hours and added Velveeta and half and half to make it cheesy and creepy. Ooh. Uh, threw in some frozen mixed veggies and let it cook a bit, a bit longer. It was delicious. I'm like Bobby's mom. I often throw whatever in the crock pot and call it soup. It's usually pretty darn good. That sounds actually really good <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i like I how you act Velveeta. out these uh these posts it's pretty darn good <laughs> <laughs> i'm like it is it does sound good i only use Velveeta for my um my queso and so i really need to need to add this and oh my gosh at christmas one of dave's aunts through marriage who i do really like a lot <clears throat> she's from arkansas and the um my mother-in-law was like, Jane's going to bring some, I don't know. She makes that Velveeta dip. And I was like, and I had it and I was like, oh, this is close to, this is close to my queso, but it needs, it needs a little bit yeah. more. It was good though. It was, it was good in a pinch. I'll take it in Massachusetts. It's about as good as they can come. <laughs> um, uh, and then finally, Margaret says, this is a favorite and go-to soup for when I can't think of anything to do for dinner. It's easy, delicious. It has so much flavor. Okay, wait, hold on. I was going to look and see what this was. Uh, why does it say Forbidden. Rude. Is she trying what? to to um I know. fish us? Uh, maybe, but <laughs> what if she was? It's like smoky chickpea red. Anyway, it looks really good. I'll look on it on my phone because maybe it's um, a Siberi forbidden thing. I have a no, thing. No, because it's you know, for me too. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, what if we got a virus? <gasps> Sorry, thanks. I can't work anymore. Thanks. Margaret. Uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks, y'all. Keep contributing because it's going to be cold here. Is it cold? It's cold out there. Y'all are going to mm-hmm. get snow this weekend. Yeah, they right? keep saying they're... like, oh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll I know people are freaking out here because like I said, it's going to be like the high is going to be 30 or something and people are losing Whoa. their mind. They're like, ah. It is cold for you, though. Wow. It is cold and we have a shitty power system. So, you know, it's like yeah. cold plus do we have power? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Good luck to us. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. We thought it was about time, as we said, that we talked about the pop culture we consumed, mostly over Christmas break, but like it's award season. Things are like, you know, end of year lists have already come out, but just like what we've seen and caught up with, it doesn't always necessarily, I mean, shit, there's some things on here that are from like 1935. So, um, it doesn't have to be 2023 though. I have to say, I haven't seen a lot of things, but I've seen, you know, Barbie and all of that. 
2023 was a really good year for movies. Mm-hmm. I thought like there were some movies that I was like excited to see, you know, some that I liked, some that I didn't, but I, it just, it felt like movies were kind of finally back. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I want to go in a theater and go see this. Like, even though whatever I have complicated, I, I'm kind of mad. I didn't see Oppenheimer in the theater and, whatever about it but like I'm like oh no I mean that's a movie that you kind of want to see in the theater like it's a big movie and like when Rory and I Rory is my Golden Globes um, partner (laughs) though he asked too many questions but he like when they were going through the like that kind of stupid um, you know fake award for like cinematic oh god I don't know it's basically like the movie that made the most money essentially I guess and the only reason why Taylor Swift was there because she was like nominated for that um he was like I've seen that I've seen that and he had seen literally every single one of those movies (laughs) I was like well yeah it just it was just a year to go to movies anyway but Christy is my part she see you see so many movies uh, and I don't mean that in the way that I think sometimes people say that where yeah. it's like how do you have the time to do that I actually like hate that because everybody has plenty of time like we both have like kids at home you know you're like trying to find a job I still have time to do stuff like it's not like I you know yes I'm busy but like I don't know I Dave accused me of listening to the same podcast like 12 times in a row because I um, and I he was like, how many times have you listened to this one? I'm like, I don't know. I just really like it. So it's like a comfort podcast for me. I have plenty of time that I can repeat podcasts. Anyway, everybody has enough time. It's just like how you think of your time. And pop culture is very important to us. I think like movies and TV are important to Mm -hmm. us and they're valid expressions of art. And let's talk about okay, Christy. Let's talk about the things you saw, what you liked. I don't know, maybe what you didn't like, whatever. You go. Okay. Um, we're doing movies first? Yeah, let's do movies okay. first. I do have to say, so I have the AMC um, on... Clown car. Clown car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I get to see three movies a week, which is a lot, um, for like twenty nine ninety nine, And I don't pay for it, my friend, my movie partner. Yes. Um, started paying for it when I lost a job. Um, so... That's so That's nice. even better. Um, so I see a lot, but I haven't even like broke into going to see them during the day. Like I could have seen so many more. Um, I know. But I just feel guilty like until, it's, you know, like four or five o'clock is when I, you know, quote unquote, get off of work and then I'll. Go, I know. I know. Them. It's like you have to still have this like legitimate work day. You're like, I got a function. I can't just like go in the middle of the day. But oh, yeah. And I then know. also my movie partner. Um, this is why Hillary and I need to live near each other. She doesn't oh like God. as many movies as I do. Um, so she likes the big ones, um, you know, very into like Wonka or Barbie. And I love those movies, too. But um but you also want to see the smaller ones. Exactly. I want to see American fiction. Yeah. And so I go by myself. I just started going by myself. I said, these are the mo- these are all the movies that I want to see. Put them in order. And then I'm going to go to the ones that you don't want to. <laughs> so recently, I've seen The Color Purple, which I loved. So I yes. loved that book. That's a book that I, I mean, I haven't in a while, but I used to read it at least once a year. Um, go back and wow. visit it. We read it in school. And then I think I stole it I think that's the one that has my middle school (laughs) stamp on it um and I just would read it all the time I saw the um the traveling version of the musical loved it loved the movie um this is I mean you can listen to any of those other podcasts that talk um about it but it is such a good um 
good version of it. Like, because when Steven Spielberg made the movie, they couldn't put any of the like queer story yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which it's all back and it makes it, it, it makes it make more sense than it totally it totally really in the movie um the music it's like oh is, she's just kind of weird yeah we don't really know undiagnosed weird like whatever <laughs> totally totally um but the songs are beautiful the the acting is amazing um i don't know who said it it was either matt rogers or um bon yang were like these are the these are the people that were meant to play um those parts yeah. and i 100 percent agree it was amazing so Go see that um, American Fiction. I love. Oh, I want to see fiction. that. I want to see it. So Dave especially wants to see it because he's like, I think it takes place in South Boston or like in yep. the South Shore of Boston. Uh-huh. Yep. Which it's like he has like his radar up. I'm like, how do you even know that? Like what? Like it, it, he watches movies, but I'm like, this is not really something that he would be. I don't think interested in. But he's like, beep 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 beep. Like and it's like his radar. I is have out no for idea how he Quincy. would know that. They don't even like well, and <laughs> and there there was a line in it, and I like forgot what it what the other city. So it was like, well, is he white like this city or Southie? Um, and I know uh, what Southie means, but I didn't know what the other one was. And then I was like, ooh, I trying to remember, try to remember what the, what the city is, so I can ask <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, that that was um, it. It was so great, and it's not all. So I don't know how much you've heard or like what's it, it's not I hundred percent about I, I, the oh. only thing I've heard is that it is different than what the trailer suggests. Like there's more yep. to it than what the trailer suggests. Yes. And it sounds like it's sort of from what I've heard in the semi recaps is that it is sort of applicable a little bit to like what you're going through yeah, right totally. now. Like you know, like dealing with like siblings mm-hmm. and death and all that yeah so that that i was not uh ready for that so it was probably a little <laughs> soon so i was definitely in the theater alone crying um but yeah i i highly recommend that um and definitely talks about you know make sure your kids know <laughs> and you're all on the same yeah. page of like what your wishes are um poor things i loved that it was so fun i want to see it I want to see it so badly. I I loved um, uh, what was it called? What was the um? Why can't I can never remember the name? The one, the Yorgos Lanthimos one with Emma Stone that was the favorite. The I favorite. loved the favorite. Um, and I like them teaming up. I I think that it's cool. Like I like that Emma Stone is doing like cool weird things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just so beautiful. I oh my gosh, the acting across the board was so great um I kind of want to live in that world I yeah. mean I'm sure you've seen the the previous so you know what it looks it's like it's like it's like um like Frankenstein sort of right like kind of like yeah I mean I know it's not Frankenstein but like it's sort of that element of like creating life or whatever yeah yeah okay and um you know we've you've gone on record multiple times that you love Mark Ruffalo he plays a character so unlike him as a person in anything he's ever played. And I just love it. And then um, Rami Youssef, who I love um, from his show. Yeah. Yeah. Just everybody was was so great. So I highly recommend that. It is a little weird. And maybe um, 
if people are a little sensitive, they should read a little recap of like what what it's <laughs> what about. <happens. laughs> yeah, because especially at the beginning, it can be kind of um, mistaken of like what's happening. Um, <laughs> the holdovers I recently saw, it's so good. It just reminds me of it's so. One of my favorite good. movies is Dead Poet Society. <laughs> yes, and yeah. it just is like it of definitely that has time and like feel. It's very like. And actually, I heard that uh, what's Alexander Payne was like, he's kind of like a notorious crank, but I heard him on a podcast um, and he was the interviewer. It was like the Vanity Fair podcast. The interviewer was like, this movie is just so cozy. And he Mm -hmm. was like annoyed by that. He was like, why do you think it's good? And she was like, I'm not like, she was kind of like, I think taken off guard a little bit. Like, that's not like a burn. Like, I'm not like, oh, this is cozy and like makes it seem like insignificant. It's just as like it kind of like makes you feel warm a little mm-hmm. bit. Like there's nothing, there's some like stressful ish things and there's some like sad things about it, but it's just as like, it. I just said, it's just a nice movie. Like, I, I don't know what to say. It's just a nice movie. Yeah. And it, in those movies, it tends to be like something terrible is going to happen. And it just felt like safe and like the adults yes. are safe and like, yeah. And and yeah, yeah, he started off like, you know, being curmudgeonly and grumpy. And then like, he realized like, oh, people have stories and yep. backgrounds. And then he had his own like trauma that he hadn't worked through. And so I just thought it was great. And Divine, oh my gosh. Oh my God. She's amazing. amazing. She's so good. I love the part where she, they were like, um, when they were at that party and she was like, the guy said like, well, what are you doing back here? And she was like, I'm the only one that can choose the music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I just liked the vibe of it. It was, it was just a, it was just a nice movie. And I, you know, Paul Giamatti has been around forever. I just, he's just like been in our lives forever, but he is always such a good actor. I mean, he's so him, but he was very much this part, you know, it just felt like he was this part, like this grumpy, um, hard ass, professor of some sort that like just loves history he loves all sorts of histories so I don't know I I I really just like vibed with it and I didn't see it in the theater I watched it on Peacock I guess and I think if I had seen it in the theater I would have cried I didn't cry at home because I was just like at home and whatever Mm -hmm. but I was like I totally would have cried like it's not sad I just like when something's sort of touching you're like oh that was so nice yeah the end scene that got me a little bit yeah 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 it also reminded me (laughs) my favorite boarding school movie um which is not a good movie, but I love School Ties so much. And it like, <laughs> kind of that. reminded me of School Ties. I was like, oh, yeah. Except, you know, without the rampant anti-Semitism and, you know, yeah. I don't know, lots of cute boys. The main guy was cute, I guess. But he looks, he's like, if I was in high school, I would have had a crush on him because mm. he was like a skinny, tall. you know. He was a tall. Smart. He was Floppy a tall. hair. Like a skinny yeah. tall. Yeah. <laughs> he's a skinny tall. <laughs> Um, okay, so I know we both have thoughts on Saltburn. Saltburn. Oh my goodness! I'm this glad movie, I saw this man. at home. Did you watch it in the theater? Yeah. No, I saw okay. it at home. I saw <laughs> it at home. I saw it at home. Um, what I what I think about Saltburn because I had some friends that like loved it. They were like, "This movie's amazing," and I was kind of like, "Okay," but I'd heard like mixed things from other people. Like, this movie's so silly. Like, it's this movie's dumb. It's bad. And I liked. Promise a Young Woman. Mm-hmm. I you, I think you did too. Yeah. And there were some people that like hated it. Hmm. I really liked it. I thought the Emerald Fennell, I thought she had, it was a 
pers- cool perspective. It, like, it's frustrating to me um, when, like, in Barbie, when people are like, oh, when, when America Ferrer makes that speech, it's so, like, oh, duh. Like, we all know this. Like, you don't have to say this. And I felt like people said that up promising young woman like oh this is such like basic feminism like you don't this is so stupid but but I'm like you would be shocked at how many people don't know this and don't think about this like yes maybe and you're like little liberal bubble you're like yeah obviously like duh women should not be raped and women should have like equal rights or whatever and like you know have full lives but there are so many Mm -hmm. men especially but also women that like don't think that so I'm like no it's okay for us to still say these things like it's okay to say that um so I really did like Promising Young Woman okay (laughs) it was what I will say my it is so entertaining I was fully entertained the whole time there was not a moment where I wasn't like like I was like I'm bored like it was fully entertaining what I think is I you can't go into it being like, there's a deeper meaning. The meaning is that rich people suck yep. basically. And like the want for like money and power sucks. Like it makes you a bad person pretty much. I think that's like sort of the end. That is a little like duh for me where I'm like, okay, like obviously yes. Um, I think if you go into it being like, I just want a vibes movie of mm-hmm. like a funny, crazy, like I can't believe they're doing this. Go watch Saltburn. Mm-hmm. Like it is, people are, it's like gonzo. Like, you know, I love Rose, Rosamund Pike. I think she's fantastic in this. Like, she's hilarious um, as the mom, which makes me sad because she's, like, my age, and she's playing the mom of, like, a <laughs> college person. Um, um, what's her face? Carrie Mulligan is really fun. She basically has, like, a cameo. Like, she's only in, like, 10 minutes she's of it. So she's so good in it, though. hysterical. Yeah. She's great. She's so good. Um, Jacob Lordy is a so hot and he is a true tall um you do see Barry Keoghan's I think that's how you pronounce it his penis for a long time do we know Um, is that really his penis I have heard that it was his though you know who knows um it's it's impressive I mean you know it's congrats I made Jeremy watch it a couple times to get a read <laughs> and then the and it, you know the song is great that he's dancing yep. i like vaguely remember that song is you know like mm-hmm. a, i think it was really popular like in europe more than or like england more than anything and you know, i momentarily studied at oxford i didn't get into oxford it was just a study abroad thing and it was like oh yeah like i kind of remember all this like it is very much like that like she and the thing is with emerald Penel is like she is rich like she's from like a rich family in england like she knows from where she's you know, she knows. Yeah. Um, it's a wild movie. I do. I think there's a super deeper meaning. No, not really. But like, it's fun. I had a fun time watching it. Like it, it's fun. And it's do not watch it with children. No, at all. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was like a funnier, darker version of the talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, for sure. It's it's 100% talented Mr. Ripley. Like, that's what it is. And it's like, there's a movie. Um, uh, Brideshead Revisited, which I've like know what it's about, but I don't. I've never seen it or I've never read it. I think it's like sort of a person from a middle class situation comes to like a big mansion and like you get kind of consumed with the wealth of it all and like the glamorous lives that these people lead. And but then also seeing that they're like ridiculous and like terrible at the same time. I mean, it, I mean, I guess like I don't want to spoil anything, but it everybody's terrible in this movie. There's like not really a redeeming character. I mean, I guess sort of Jacob Elordi, but like kind of not really though. I mean, 
he's not necessarily a bad person. He's just sort of a, I don't know, like, he's just like a rich person that hops from, per, you know, that adopts friends and then drops them. at. The, you know, I mean, it just is kind of one of those situations. Um, I have to say also, again, like, Dad, I'm sorry that you're listening to this because this, <laughs> this is a lot. But I didn't finish. There's a movie I didn't finish. Mostly, not that it was bad, but it was because I just was like, I'm not in this mode right now. This seems stressful to me was Fair Play, which is on um, Netflix. And it's sort of like a sexy, like, workplace drama that, like, you know, people, there's, like, rivals, you know, people who are competing for the same job, and, but they're, like, also in love and engaged, but also, like, but then, you know, they're fighting for a job. I mean, it's, like, sort of capitalism, the love story or whatever. But <laughs> in that movie, as well as Saltburn, I, it's just as weird that this has become like a, tr- well, not a trope, but this is like a trend. I guess three makes a trend, so it's not quite there yet, um, of people having um, mommy and daddy time while the mommy is having her period. <laughs> and it's like fully just sort of like, oh, like it's something that I, it just is not something I, that happens, obviously, like that happens. It's not something that doesn't happen, but like. It just is like a lot, like, and they're really playing up the situation. And I'm like, I didn't know this is something we're talking about right now. Yeah. And maybe I'm a prude, but it was just like fair play and in Saltburn. And in Saltburn, it re- well, actually, in both of them, it is a really important part of the story. Like, it is sort of like explicitly like you see it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I haven't seen Fair Play, um, but the Saltburn one was. Oh my god! Yeah. This the Fair Play one is a little bit more played for laughs. Um, so it, and it's probably like a slightly more realistic kind of. Um, this one is like, whoa! I mean, I'm glad that the kids did not come in while I was watching it. I'm like, please do not come in. Please don't come in. There's a whole bathtub scene that's also wow. wild, and yeah, it's a. It's a movie. I mean, it's beautiful. It mm-hmm. is beautiful to look at. Um, and yeah, everybody's fun in it. It just is one of those movies where I'm like, there's not like, it's not an Oscar-y movie beyond, because to me, I'm not like, oh, I really like took something from that. Like, I didn't really take that much from it, except that I do like to watch rich people and it's sort of fun. You know, it's just like a fun movie that's really dark. Yeah, I, I can't know. believe it's getting Oscar buzz. I can't, I, maybe just because she had, she won, um, you know, I think best original. Maybe, yeah. And then What's Her Face was nominated for, um, Carrie Mulligan was nominated for best actress for it. So I guess it, it was, I don't know, it's like hangover for that, but it's fun and it's on Amazon Prime. So it's like easily, mm-hmm. stri- but yeah, it's wild. It is a, yeah, no kids wild, though. Wild. That's a no hard R. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, okay. Wait, I really want to hear about this is, I was like, okay. don't talk about it until Wednesday. Okay. So to explain your situation, your next movie. Okay. Um, so I didn't even know that this was a thing, but I just was happened to, because I'm trying to watch all the Oscar movies and they're not necessarily at the theater. And so I'm like constantly looking every day. Um, at what movies are coming out and there was this thing called amc scene or screen unseen and basically it is five dollars or free if you have the clown card um and um (laughs) you it's just a surprise movie so it's not out in theaters yet um necessarily and you just go in 
and it starts and that's when you know what movie it is so i had planned like so exciting i know so a couple things one if it was scary i was out like (laughs) i cannot handle um scary movies (laughs) yeah you're like bye i gotta go yeah they should just not basically you get the runtime and um the rating so i guess i could have like googled and figured it out but i also wanted to be surprised because it's um exciting I did get a little burned because um, movies now have 20 minutes of um, previews before. And even in the app, it says, like, be prepared. There's 20 minutes. Like, this start time is not when the movie's going to start. So it said that. It said that it was at 7, but it wasn't going to start till 7.20. So I got there at, like, 7.15, and it had already started. So I'm like, oh. I have zero idea what this movie is. What is this? Um yeah, exactly. Because, you know, at the beginning, it will like show the name or you can yeah. kind of get a clue. But I just was like jumped into this like pretty intense scene. Um, So the movie was Origin. Have you heard of this uh, movie? Is this what's her face? Ava DuVernay? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I don't know really anything about it. So the weird thing is I had just heard about it that day. This book that it's based on so it's based on a book called cast um which yeah 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 which was like really popular especially during like it's amazing yeah 2020 Mm -hmm. black lives matter like that's when it got really popular so i had picked it for um my company's d and i um book club and we read it and it's one of my top five nonfiction books of all time it's so good i've passed it down i've listened to it a couple times it's pretty thick i mean she basically goes and investigates the um the beginning of um like not even racism like that's where it comes from is caste like discrimination um yeah and she ties it she's like i i don't know what and so this book is the writing of that and as part when she figures it out um someone she had worked for the new york times and they wanted her to write about trayvon martin and she's like i can't do that right now i'm writing this other book um i can't focus on it and he's like here's the 911 tapes listen to it and tell me what you say and she's like okay i can't write about that but there is a tie between that and like these three different things and everyone's like i don't see it i don't see what you're talking about how can you know racism in this country with like police brutality be tied in with like Nazi Germany like it 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 does it just doesn't make sense to me yeah yeah yeah. and then her husband died like they met late in life and he just like unexpectedly dies Mm -hmm. and then um her mom passes away like all of these like big events happen while she's trying to um investigate the movie so again that was like very like very emotional for me to like deal with at the time but and then it shows her um, going through and traveling to Germany to find it and um, traveling to India and talking to all these people to be able to come up with this book that is so amazing. So I thought it was great because I loved the book so much. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be exciting. I, let's say that four white people walked out of the movie. <laughs> really yeah yeah i'm surprised oh it wasn't God. more because it's kind of like a documentary it's like a dramatized yeah. documentary documentary of yeah the writing of a book which could be very boring but to me the topics are like super interesting and i loved the book um and wanted and to like know important more. yeah so I, I highly recommend that when it comes out i don't even know when it releases 
it's well i thought that for some reason i mean it was at some maybe at toronto film festival mm, okay and i feel like i thought it was going to come out this year and i'm like did it come out like was there like a you know qualifying release or Mm -hmm. you know whatever they do where they like run it in um you know chicago i'm not chicago in new york and la but i I don't know. I feel like I would have seen it promoted a little bit more, but yeah. When is I am t- definitely this thing called TIFF? Is that Toronto? TIFF. That's Toronto. Yeah, it's in like September, so okay. I feel like it premiered there, but it doesn't count towards award stuff if it till next year. There's a, right. Yeah. So I, I oh, think okay. I think yeah. So I don't I don't know if they're trying to, if they got to pick up. You know, they have to get they don't have to, but they're supposed to get like purchased by a bigger studio or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. So we'll see because I'm definitely interested in that. And I was like, for some reason, there's a movie that I do really want to see called The Zone of Interest, which I have not seen yet. But I was like confusing those. I don't know why in my head I was like The Zone of Interest origin. Like those were like getting combined in Mm. my head. But they're two separate things. The Zone of Interest, (laughs) I think, is about like Holocaust adjacency. Well, except, Uh, you know, there is some probably some similarities to it. But uh, yeah, my little my little historian Rory. I was like, he was like, what's the zone of interest about? And I was like, it's something to do with the Holocaust, but it's like people that are like maybe German that like it's like children that are like German officers' children that live near like mm, Dachau or something. Okay. I don't know. I and like there anyway. What I, he was like, but of course Rory was like, ooh, yeah, something about the Holocaust. Sign me up. Like, oh, oh make child. him watch Cast. <laughs> Or not cast. Um, oh, this good, book, you know, Origin. Origin. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. It, um, it, the book, like, I probably had a recommendation of it, but there were things that I, I think, yeah. hadn't known. And, like, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but, like, I read a lot of books in college about this. And so just the um, – I didn't know a lot of the stuff. And one of the – I mean, it's not a spoiler because it really happened in its history – is that <laughs> – the Germans used Jim Crow laws to create like the concentration camps and their laws yeah. that started the Holocaust, like, which is creepy and crazy. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Yay. American innovation. Yeah. And she finds um, the documentation of that yeah. actual meeting when yeah. it, when they showed it, like, yeah. Yeah. So that it's was, really, that really, was that. I highly really recommend the dark. scene unseen if you have an AMC near you. And five dollars, yeah, that's pretty good for a movie. fun. That is fun. Yeah, I agree. Though, if it was like, it's gonna be, I don't know, Hereditary Part Two or whatever, no, I'd be like, no. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I I read the Wikipedia entry on that, and that's about as deep as I can go yeah. on it. <laughs> um. Okay. What's your next one? Okay. I think these are ones I didn't like. So do you have ones yeah. that you want to talk about that you did like? Oh, okay. Really quickly. Um, I'm just going to run down. Okay. So obviously I said holdover salt burn. Um, I did actually like, so uh, Rory, there really haven't been that many kids movies to go see. Mm-hmm. Like kid, I mean, Rory, whatever. Rory's seen like John Wick 3. So, uh, you know, he was looking at before when we started recording, he was in my room, like scrolling through whatever movies and he was like hovering over <laughs> fight club and i was like no you can't no. watch that and he was like why not and i'm like just a little bit too grim the thing that we can always do if i'm like it's too violent that's like not enough for him because yeah. again he's watched john wick three so like he's kind of on he doesn't really care but i'm like there's a lot of talking in it if i say there's a lot of talking he's like Ugh, i'm out like i'm not interested in that um 
but anyway, so I, but I, I do like going to see the movies, you know, and it's always something to do, especially if the weather's kind of shitty or whatever. So anyway, we went to go see Wonka. Bridget was not interested in going. She also like has a bigger social life than any person I've ever met. So <laughs> she was out. I really want to see um, Wonka. But, the- um, I think you would really enjoy it. Okay. I, I was, um, when I was a kid, I like loved Willy Wonka, like loved it. In retrospect, I'm like, this movie's really creepy. Like it's really Very weird. Very creepy um, and dark. It's super dark. I obviously love Aruka Salt because I was like, mm-hmm. she has everything. I yeah, want everything. I want everything. Um, I, and I told Rory he was like Mike TV because he like watches TV and likes mm-hmm. Westerns and stuff. But um, anyway, this, I, I am obviously, I, I'm i a Timothee stan. I even, despite his current love interest, um, I like Timothy Chalamet. I think he's very cute. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a really good actor. More importantly, I think he's a really good actor. Um, Call Me By Your Name, I was like, at the time, I remember thinking, oh, Army Hammer's so cute. Um, obviously, <laughs> major creep. But yeah. I remember walking away from it being like, who is this kid? Like, he's yeah. amazing. He's such That's a good actor. how I feel about like, Lady Bird. Yes, where yeah. you're just like, who is this? Mm-hmm. Like, he's so compelling. And he really is so good in this. Now, it is a, kind of a musical. Does he have the best voice? No. But he has, like, how... Uh, everybody in like Willy Wonka ha- like yeah. it, it's that kind of like it's not you're not looking for oh wow it's just more like this guy is like a he's such a theater kid like mm-hmm. and that's how he was cast apparently his who the the guy that directed it um is the guy that directed Paddington's the both the Paddington's mm-hmm. and it's very much that vibe where it's like a little bit kind of like can be kind of naughty in some parts but like is funny and like just really warm and sweet and just like a sh- like uh, just a show it's just as I just really enjoyed it again kind of like it's not the same as the holdovers but like at the end I was like that was a really sweet movie um it doesn't really have the sinister el- I mean it has a little bit but like it doesn't really have the sinister elements of um the original Willy Wonka but it also I'm I, like I've seen a little bit of the Tim Burton one it's not like that either like it just mm-hmm. is more of like it's like Paddington like it's a sweet movie that has some sort of like somewhat darker elements but like Darker elements are more played for laughs than they are like, oh, this is really creepy. Like Olivia Coleman sort of plays like a mean inn owner and she's great. Like she's just as a fun actress. I um, love her. And yeah, he's great. And then Timothy Chalamet is great. Like he does a really good job and he is just as a, he's just as a good actor. He's a good showman. Um, and I don't know. I, I, Rory and I really like, we're like, that was fun. And I, it was not very long. Um, you know, I had my obligatory glass of, wine when mm-hmm. I was there but I don't even think I had time for two like it was kind of a quick little romp so I enjoyed that um oh and then these are two other ones that I enjoyed that are not from 2023 or anywhere close but I um Auntie May Christy gave me Auntie Mame like a long time ago because I had mentioned it and I was like I'm gonna watch it so I watched it and then I Rory and I were just sort of milling about and I was like you know I think you would like this movie like Again, like I said, he doesn't love a lot of talking. Now, there is a lot of talking in Anti-Man, but there's a lot of, like, it changes so quickly that I was like, it'll keep his interest. Like, it's one scene. It's almost like a – I mean, it was a play, so it's like a play almost where it's like one scene, one scene, one scene. Um, and he really liked it as well, so it was sort of fun. I, it reminded me when, when my mom showed it to me, and she rented it from – 
I was telling Rory, he was like, gosh, you're so old. I was like, she probably rented it from Blockbuster. Actually, maybe it wasn't even Blockbuster. It was like pre-Blockbuster. It was, we had a place called Banana Video, which is, (laughs) you know, where we would go. And I was like, I remember asking her, what is it about? And she said, oh, it's about this woman and her nephew and their adventures. And I was like, oh, God, that sounds awful. And then guess what? It's one of my favorite movies. And thanks to Christy, I have it on DVD. Um. So that was wonderful. And then as I had said a couple weeks ago, I have sort of semi-challenged myself loosely, challenged myself to watch every Best Picture winner that I have not seen. Mm. Now, there's quite a few. I've seen a lot, but there's actually like, especially some of the earlier ones, obviously, like there are some that like Ziegfeld Follies. No, I've not seen that. But I'm like, whatever, I, you know, I'll I'll give it a whirl. But there was one that I was like, I went on my beloved Tubi, and uh, they have a lot of good old movies. Again, you have to watch them with ads, but sometimes that's fine because I'm, you know, you can take a break and play Candy Crush as mm-hmm. I want to do. Um, but I was like, okay, what's on here? And it happened one night was on there, and it won Best Picture in like 1935, and um, it was really good. I really liked it. I mean, this is a movie that I've like heard of. I just had never, yeah, obviously, had heard of it. It's a really famous movie. It won like, it, I think it won Picture. It, actress, actor, director, like it won all of the awards. It was kind of like, I think when Silence of the Lambs won all of those awards, that had was the first time that it happened since it happened one night, like where they just sort of swept the whole deal. Um, it was, it was good. Again, it's sort of quick. It's funny that it won Best Picture because it, if it were made now, I think we'd be like, that was so fun. But you would never be like, oh, this is the Best Picture winner. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, it's very snappily written, but it is very like, it's essentially if like Paris Hilton or somebody was trying to marry whatever. It's like a kind of a story of a socialite. So it's a little bit silly, but it's like an adventure story. And I don't know, Clark Gable is, it's, he's younger than he is obviously in um, Gone with the Wind and he's very good looking and, you know, it's of its time and it's sort of silly, but I enjoyed it. So that I, I've got one down on my <laughs> list of things to do. I watched it by my, Dave came in and he's like, what are you watching? And I was like, don't worry about it. Um, but I am printing <laughs> out a list that I'm going to cross off. And I'm not saying I'm going to do it in 2024 because it's just not going to happen. And there's some that are harder to track down. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, there's some more recent movies that I have. I mean, obviously I've seen Spotlight. <laughs> I have seen yeah. Spotlight a number, but like, I haven't seen like the artist and I'm like, I don't really want to see the artist, yeah. but I'll do it. I mean, I'll probably like it. And whatever. I have a question. It's two hours. Are yeah. you going to watch all of them again? So if you've seen one or just the fill in the blanks? I'm going to try to, well, I mean, I'll probably watch Spotlight again, but like I <laughs> will, it's more to fill in the blanks at this point because there's definitely some that like, I've never seen Gigi. I've never, you know, mm-hmm. like, but there's like from here to eternity, there's some that I haven't seen that I'm like, I can't believe I haven't seen that. Like, it seems like maybe I know so much about it, but, and I yeah. haven't, you know, I, and I haven't seen it. I just, I'm like, I feel like I need to. I need to have some authority in this. So I'm just going to, it seems like, and I like a list. I like a list that I can cross off and be like, I did this. There's tons of movies that I haven't just in general that I haven't seen, but this is like, I feel like a good starting list. Now I could go to like AFI is best, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that seems a little bit overwhelming to me. This is like, I don't know. I've got about a hundred movies. I probably have seen 35% of them. So I'm like, I can knock this out. Like I can do 65 movies over the course of whatever 
18 months. Let's call it 18 months. Let's see, see yeah. what, check in on me in mid-2025. Yeah, I like this. Um, all right, let's talk about ones that we did not like. Should we do the one that we both saw that we didn't really like very much? Yeah. I, Y'all, I wanted to like, like Nyad. My mom worked with her. I, oh, she's really? Cool oh, because she was an author. Story. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she was an author. And I think my mom liked her. I think she thought she was fun. Um, I thought it was hackneyed and corn every single piece of dialogue i thought was so fucking corny i was like this is dumb and also and i guess it was sort of the point but i was like elite athletes are fucking assholes and like mm-hmm. it sucks and they wrap everybody that's the only thing that i got from this is i was like she's a selfish selfish asshole and it kind of says that about her like it kind of is like yeah she's a selfish asshole and you have to be a selfish asshole to want to do something Mm -hmm. like this over and over and over again well and just bringing Um, everybody with you like that team that they're just supposed to like chop everything for how many ever now Jodie Foster was great and she was great I want and I loved that she was like full like letting her lesbian yes I was like yes you seem comfortable you look hot she looked great in this and she that was the one part of it that I really liked otherwise I kind of thought I liked the beginning part of it because they were like making fun of Diane and I had I was like oh that's kind of funny like because they're like oh you're such an asshole you just talk about Mm -hmm. yourself all the time like I thought that was funny but then the rest of it I was just sort of like we're doing it again like I okay we're doing it again well yeah and then I think that what taints it is that it maybe didn't happen like uh, yeah so yeah I didn't even want because I didn't want to be spoiled so then I like it's almost over I'm like okay if she's gonna keep doing this over and over and over again all these poor people I need to know like <laughs> yeah. if Did this and then happen? it's like it maybe didn't happen and then I'm like what the what the hell I know but I did like at the end they showed real clips of the people which I always love when they do yes and when um what was the friend's name bonnie when bonnie yeah. was like i don't like when she embellishes stories that include me and like and then she just like walked off stage i'm like oh so this is like a known thing yeah i mean it had like noble aspirations and i feel bad for annette benning because i'm like this woman has tried so hard to get an oscar and it just like hillary swank always thwarts her i mean she's not gonna thwart her this year but like it, you know, twice she's been up and you think she's going to win and then Hillary Swank wins for something random. But um, I just, I don't, there was something, it seemed like really cr- like crappily made. Like I, there was something about it that seemed really fakey to me and the dialogue was so weird. Like, I don't know. I just, and uh, listen, I couldn't do that. Like that looks terrible, to, nor would I want to do that. Like it looks awful when her lips are all like, you know. Yeah puffy and she's like gonna die and all this stuff it just looks I don't know why anybody I don't have that drive in me to like do something that nobody else has done especially at like age 65 or Mm -hmm. whatever but um I mean like congrats to her I didn't really like it I just I just didn't like it that much it was like a fine I'm at home I'm glad I didn't see it in the theater it was a fine I'm at home I was cooking dinner on Netflix yeah it was like my laptop yeah (laughs) yeah I'm like I guess this is on but it was not compelling and I like a sports movie like I love a Mm -hmm. sports movie I I think they're I mean even if they're corny I think they're usually great remember the Titans is not a good movie and it makes me cry literally every single time Rudy is like my favorite movie movie. (laughs) yes even the one about the one about the um about the um team 
with um Kurt Russell, the team that the hockey team that won the Miracle. Mm, that's yep. a good movie. Like I even enjoyed that movie. Like, and I know what happens. And I was like, right. this movie's great. Mighty Ducks two, yep. fantastic movie. Like I, yes. one of the, I was the most excited in that movie than I am almost <laughs> in any other movie. Yep. I um, love those like but, where the uh, guy gets in trouble and then he has to like coach it. Um, a yeah, team that's shitty. Yeah. I love those yes. movies. <laughs> love them. I mean. A League of Their Own is one of my favorite oh my movies gosh. of all time. Yeah. Um, but yes, this is just, it's just like hackneyed. Like it's mm-hmm. hackneyed. That's just as kind of like, okay, they kind of, I don't know. I just felt like if the script were maybe a little bit better, I would have liked it more. I don't know. There needs to be something going else going on except me just like going and swimming, going and swimming, going and swimming. I don't know. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Congrats to you, um, Annette Benning, for swimming a lot, but I was not interested. <laughs> yeah, that seems like she was probably insufferable for like a year while she yeah. was like, you know. I know. Exactly. Like, I have to train. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Um, all right. <laughs> tell me about my boyfriend's movie that looks boring, and I don't think I really want to see it, but tell me about it. I wanted to like it. Um, oh, no. um, how do you even say it? Maestro. 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 I wanted to like it. I don't get it. Like, so what I've heard is it's supposed to be a love story to his wife. It is not. Who? There's not enough of her. The, like, over the top, um, not her, his over the top transatlantic, um, accent. Accent and just, I, I don't know it it was a lot I mean I don't remember who said it but like he's a guy who takes all the air out of the room and he did that in the movie um (laughs) it just felt the whole time that it was like well if I do this will I get an Oscar like it just felt I know so much she did a great job she just wasn't in it enough and I don't get the color the black and white to color like is it wizard of oz i don't understand Um, (laughs) and i i don't know i i i heard from people i mean they were obviously like we both listened to who weekly and they Mm -hmm. like were rhapsodic about it oh my Um, gosh and my blank check people were also rhapsodic about it it looks boring to me i don't know i'm like i fell asleep three times and then i'm like why am i doing this to myself i know why am i doing this it's it's streaming now right Mm -hmm. is it on that's how i watched it i would not see that in the theater no i know i know i love you bradley and i I sort of felt sad for him on the golden globes because it was like he was not winning an award. Like this is no. not happening, Bradley. Like people don't care that much about what is is it Bernstein? I mean, I yeah. know that there are people that care about him and I know he's a very important Bobby, I know he's a very important person. Like I get it. Right now, people just don't care that much about it. It's just the way it is. I and don't know. We had Tar it, last year. It wasn't I don't know. It didn't make it exciting. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. so yeah. much talking. Rory would have hated it (laughs) it was more talking than music and i'm like but it's about like that it should be more music i don't i really don't get people loving it like that's why i was like kind of excited to watch it and then yeah and then you're like yeah well all right yeah um okay next one which i also have no interest in seeing priscilla yeah um was it good it was fine yeah, I think I really liked the Elvis movie. 
that was supposed to be Better. more about the colonel or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just was like they were hitting all the new stuff. And I, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't get, I mean, it was interesting. Um, And, you know, maybe someone could talk me out of it. It, it was interesting knowing her because I didn't know really anything about her except that she was very young. Um, yes. Then they got married. Frighteningly young. She barely had a voice. You know, like she didn't have a voice. She didn't have anything. And so knowing a little bit of background of that was interesting. And of course, the, the clothes were amazing. It was yes. definitely an abusive situation from the beginning, which I never yeah. knew. And is that true? Like, I don't know where the source material came from. Um, but he was very controlling, but also was like... I think it's from her... Um, I think it's oh. from her... Priscilla's okay. um uh like bio or whatever autobiography I think okay. so I because I know she was like fully involved in it like she was like okay on board with this so then, I think I, I like that a little bit more I mean it it was interesting that there was like no Elvis music yeah maybe a couple like of things but it get... was like so I mean I'm not a huge Elvis head anyway so maybe Someone that it's is like not compelling. To, I know. I need to see. Listen, I like Elvis. Like whatever. I have like neutral feelings to mm-hmm. him. Now, when I lived in Memphis, it is like you know he's like an institution there, and I went to um, Graceland a number of times. And when you're there, you're very much like oh, like you're you kind of consumed it. by it, and you're like oh, okay, like I get it, sort of. I mean, the Graceland is like a wild place. It's and it's in a really weird neighborhood and kind of out anyway but you're kind of like oh like I kind of get it now his music there's a couple of songs that I like fine but like it's not really my jam so much but it is so weird that we had these two I mean I feel about Elvis how I feel about like Looney Tunes and by that not Looney Tunes but like yeah Looney Tunes or the Flintstones maybe where it's like something that was not of my time yet Mm -hmm. I'm just so immersed in it that I'm like I it's just always been a part of my life but I almost have like no feelings about it you know you're just like I don't know it just existed but it's from before my time but Mm -hmm. I watched it or I listened to it I was like you're sort of forced to listen to it because it's just a part of the American soundtrack Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like you're like I know all these songs but it's not because I like bought a an Elvis record anytime it's just like it, I don't know it's always like background music to stuff but yeah I, I, but he died before I was born so I'm like I don't know I don't know it's it's weird and we're still sort of like fascinated by him yeah well in that whole situation I think be there there was a, probably a decision that because it's about her we only know things that happen that she knows about and so like yeah from her perspective these affairs yeah, yeah were just speculation and like he had this like long running affair with Anne Margaret and yeah, yeah. She finds a letter and then he's like, no, that's not what it is. And so I think it would have been more interesting to know like actually what was happening versus totally. what she was feeling, I guess. Um, I don't know. It wasn't for me, but that doesn't, but it, it's not like terrible. You know, Sophia Coppola's movies, um, that's who directed this sometimes like it's like one of those things like I see what you're doing there and I respect it and I think that's cool it's not always for me like I kind of sometimes like don't get it I'm like I feel like I'm again they're kind of like mood pieces and Mm -hmm. I'm like I don't really get it but like 
for people who do like that stuff, I'm like, good for you. Like, it's just yeah. not really my jam. But like, I, you know, I, I celebrate you, Sophia Coppola, yeah. and being like <laughs> one of the only like female directors yeah. who can regularly get movies. I mean, she's also like a major Nepo baby, but like, that's fine. She's using it for good, I guess. But yeah, yeah I don't, I, I'm I don't, not mad about her getting nominated for things, but no, exactly. Exactly. But, um, also tra- star- starring, uh, this is his year, man. Uh, Mr. True Tall himself, Jacob Elordi. Is it, doesn't he play Elvis? Yes. He does a good yeah. job. I would say yeah. that that's true. And maybe that's why there's no singing. Maybe he can't sing. Yeah, he's like, mm, I can't do this. And he didn't no, try he too can. hard like Austin Butler. Like, that was yeah. just like overkill. This was like, oh, Elvis was actually a person. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, all right. maybe I've talked myself into not, I didn't hate it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you didn't hate it. You had like mixed emotions yeah. about it. Maybe if I was like, so I'll ask my friend that's super into Elvis if she, what, what she thought. If she, yeah, 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 totally. I mean, but it did um, make right. him seem like an abusive kind of. Well, yeah. Person, I mean, so. it, she was like 14, I think. Yeah. She's super young. I mean, that's yeah, gross. just the like, I never thought about it. Like her being 15 and he's the like biggest person in the world and going to school so weird it's so, it's so weird. Weird. and she was sort of like a military brat mm-hmm. right or yeah. she like moved around a whole lot so she was kind of like had an unstable yeah home situation kind of well i mean they <gasps> let her well, go hang out at elvis's house so <laughs> weird like sure yeah yeah bye yeah oh my god and lastly this movie dream scenario Have i like heard heard the name i have no idea what it is it's the one with nicholas cage it has a oh. really interesting setup. And the first, like, if it would have been a short film, like 20 minutes, it would have been great. But I just hated how it ended. So it's all of a sudden people start having a dream about this guy and he's a professor. And it starts with just like his daughter and a couple students. Um, and then he like starts taking it personally because in the dream he's just there and bad things are happening to the people and he's just there. And then he becomes like this huge, like, Oh, he's like this internet sensation. Um, and then, then he starts like doing bad things in the dreams and then everyone hates Mm. him. And then his life just like crumbles. Weird. Yeah. And then just kind of ends on a really terrible note. You know, I celebrate National Treasure, but like, he just, it's a lot of hair plugs. It's a lot, and his teeth are, you know, clearly, I mean, no, that's fine. Get got teeth, teeth made but they're so From someone else. Teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, at the Golden Globes, his hair looked better than it's ever looked. Yes, it did. Yes, I it did. wonder in this movie if that was his real hair, because it was Ooh, like- weird. I just- I, I just made a connection though. He was married to what's her face? Um, yeah. The um, what is her name? She just died. Um, well, she Lisa Marie just died. Lisa Marie. Um, yeah, he was original wannabe Elvis. I think. Oh, totally. Yeah. He was like obsessed. Like Elvis mm-hmm. and Superman are like the things yep. that he is obsessed with. Yeah. Um, he did great acting in it. I just didn't. The story just was too yeah. out there for me. It's just like by the yeah. I just don't like when like, um ba- bad things just like one after another and after another that you just feel like bad inside okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally 
and you're like, okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, can we move on, please? Um, yeah, I mean, there are tons of other random movies that we saw, but that that's basically it. I mean, there's definitely something. I, mean, I really want to see Poor Things, and I really want to see American Fiction. Those are the two that I um, am kind of like, oh, I want to figure out a way to see them. Um, but... And obviously, like Zone of Interest, and there's a couple other mm. ones that I'm I'm eager to see. But I need to see Killers of about, the Flower Moon too. I do too, because I really think Lily Gladstone, Pride of Right Seattle, Molly Terrace, Molly Terrace High School. <laughs> um, I think she might win Best oh. Actress, unless the only other person is is um, what's her face, Emma um, Stone. Oh. But I feel like only because she's already won that I don't feel. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Anyway, well, let's take a break from movies. Let's talk briefly about the TV we have watched recently that we've liked. And I love that both of ours have like something random that's like not new at all that we're like, oh yeah, this is what we watch. But you go. Yeah. Let's list some of the ones that. You okay, my enjoy. random one is Dawson's Creek. Um, <laughs> little backstory. Because I think it just started streaming or something. Cause, or it's just the, and would They actually have the music, right? Like they have the original, um, I don't want to no. wait. They had that as, oh no, they, they replaced don't. it. Because I knew they couldn't. Ugh. There's a lot of replaced music. And um, so there's six seasons. I was like a super fan in that I was in totally. college, didn't have cable or like, I it wasn't on like, what what network it's on was the that? CW or CW, WB. WB, WB, yeah, 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 um, yeah. And so I would, my parents would tape it for me on a VHS, and I would drive down every Friday. Oh my god! And watch it, and then take it back, and then watch all of them. I was obsessed. I was like on message boards, like when that was a thing, of and like yeah, wanted to go visit Wilmington, like all these things. I was super <laughs> obsessed with it. Um. And then, you know, Jeremy's trying to, like, learn about pop culture. So I said, if you want to know me, you need to watch the show. So he started watching. (laughs) And I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like, the first male gay kiss was on Dawson's Creek. Yes, it was really important. It was so important. I'm like, you guys don't understand, like, these topics just weren't talked about now it's all over the place there's gay kissing everywhere (laughs) but (laughs) i remember well obviously the gay kissing that was like very exciting Mm -hmm. but i also remember and even though i think that this character is so annoying i remember when andy was having like her kind Mm -hmm. of mental breakdown never that was also like a really big deal you we didn't really talk about it and she was sort of this perfect person she had bipolar yeah oh and Pacey was so sweet to her oh my oh, gosh I love Pacey so Me too. much oh my gosh love him <laughs> oh my god <laughs> love him I have an undying love yes and he's just getting hotter and oh, hotter it's with like age. not oh fair god. but I love it at the same time oh every time I see a picture of him I'm like look at him he is so fucking hot um yeah no it's really good I um I I watched it well I I remember in Memphis for whatever reason because I was there I guess it was like my freshman year was when it premiered. And I remember Missy and Emily talking about it and they were like, Oh my God, it's so good. And I feel like they would, they were freshmen. They were like lived together and they would have people over and they would watch it in their mm-hmm. dorm. And I was so jealous because for whatever reason, because the WB was like a newer station and mm-hmm. this like didn't have it or yeah. something. I don't remember. We just didn't have it. It was like so. an extended basic cable situation. Yeah. Like you had to. And yeah. I was like, 
I was like, so I'm like, I need to be in the cultural zeitgeist. Like I need to know what's going on on a teen show. And then I finally caught up with it and I was like fully obsessed with it. And then maybe I like sort of petered out on it. And then I'm going to totally out my husband. But I remember he was like, I think I didn't watch like the last season. You know, I was like, I graduated and I just had moved on. Mm -hmm. And it was on like the soap opera network, which I used to watch regularly because they would always replay like One Tree Hill. All these shows that like I just didn't watch. And I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, like I'm interested now. Uh, One Tree Hill and like um, The O.C. were just shows that I was just a little bit too old for. But I mean, not really. I always cared about teen shows, but it was like I just was going out or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just didn't make it a priority. Anyway, but with Dawson's Creek, I was like, oh, like, I finally caught up on, like, but I hadn't seen the finale. And for whatever reason, Dave had, like, bought the DVD of the finale. <laughs> and I was I like, great. That. And it was like, I know, there was, like, one day where I was like, this is awesome. And it's really sad, but it's really good. Um, anyway, yeah, I supported Dawson's Creek rewatch. Though I'm sure there's some parts that are, like, so cringy. Well, first of all, I mean, I've talked about May, December on this show previously. And I let it... It's just an interesting kind of. I feel like that way. There's more meaning to it, but like how I feel about Saltburn, where I was like, I was entertained. It was just like it was just kind of a weird movie. Like it was mm-hmm. a lot, but it is so crazy how even back in Dawson's like it wasn't that long ago, but like 1998 or whatever, when we were like, yeah, cool. Like a kid is hooking up with this female teacher. Like that's hot. Mm-hmm. And it's like I can't believe we were all so like that's not you know molestation. That's not rape. You know, just because yeah. it's like if it was a girl that was 15 and a male teacher that was, you know, 28 or whatever, we'd be like, that's rape. But yeah. for whatever reason, we're just it's just as kind of gross that we do that. And anyway, anyway, so that's what happens at the very beginning of Dawson's Creek. There's, Pacey's having an affair with yeah. his teacher. There's and it's not like, too. Yeah. It's not too bad. Like, you know, there's a lot when you dip back into 90s TV, there can be a lot in. There were a couple things that I'm like, ooh, cringe, but for the most part... Not it, as bad. Not not as bad, yeah. I mean, even then, I'm like, you can diagnose people like, oh, obviously, he had some kind of um, learning differences that course, no one caught, yes. and his family's yeah. like, definitely... Like, his mom was Jane Lynch. I didn't remember that. <laughs> really? Yeah. I totally didn't There's remember that. There's so many cameos that you should you should definitely rewatch it. But okay. for people that were like the OGs like us, not yeah. having I don't want to wait is so weird. And then I kept telling Jeremy because the, the 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 one they have on the show, I don't know if it's an AI, but it definitely is like just <laughs> names things like hearts and flowers and arrows and like this. <laughs> And and it's just not the same. And Jeremy was like singing along, and I'm like, "That's not the song." But they That's weirdly the on the last two episodes have the real song back. Oh, weird! So I don't know if if she gave the rights to those, or there was a whole thing where it was streaming before, and they weren't paying her. Oh um, uh, well, that's shitty. Yeah, and so then she's like, "Well, no, now not going to have that." Yeah. And so they have this terrible. It's, I'm calling it an AI version of it. Um, well, it's like, it's like when you watch, well, not when everybody, but when I sometimes watch Selling Sunset and oh. the interstitial music, it's always like, making money and walking money. around. We're going out tonight. <laughs> it's also it bad. It's fully AI music. Yeah. Like, it's like, 
talk about high heel shoes and yep. um sun like going to the beach yep. and set it to a, like a house jungle beat yep. or whatever <laughs> and it's like there you go <laughs> totally oh my gosh all right yeah what other shows um gosh so many um so these are ones that are that i've loved reservation dogs it ended highly recommend that show i've talked about it i'm sure a couple times but we haven't even watched the last episode because we don't want it to end um yeah yeah, so we're gonna do a rewatch and then finally watch that um our flag means death just announced that it's over but i think they were kind of planning for it and Okay. The it it definitely wrapped up in such a great way. Highly recommend recommend that. Recommend that. Um, Murder at the end of the world. Buzzy. It had an ending yeah. that um, is close to my heart because I believe that it's actually going to happen. Um, I just <laughs> I loved fellow travelers. I want to watch that. Oh I'm going gosh. to watch it because it's extremely horny. Yes, so horny. It's so horny and like so sad. I just yeah. so sad. And it's I mean, it's right up your alley because it's history. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know I should watch oh. it. I don't know why I haven't watched it. Yeah. I, you are not the only person that has recommended it to me. So like I need to get on the ball. Yeah. Matt Balmer. Oh, my God. Mm, yeah, he he should win awards really for that good. because um, just the spanning of time. And I mean, the makeup definitely needs to I, I just I can't recommend it um highly enough. Uh let's see. I watched Beef. I understand why they're winning awards. It was good, but I was stressed out a lot of times. That's my problem is I'm like it seems very stressful and, to me. Yeah, like bad I, things like life ending things are happening to people like over and over and like compounding. And it needed to be probably two to three episodes shorter. Because yeah. it would yeah. it would end and I'm like that's that that what? was a good ending and then another and it would say next one starting and i'm like really and there's a couple times we were just laughing like what else can they do okay this is ridiculous <laughs> at this point so if it had ended up go to therapy episodes, um great and i think um ali wong definitely should win um the emmy she won the um golden globe i'm all for that yeah yeah <clears throat> let's see painkiller painkiller i really like that one did you watch that because you no i haven't i haven't watched it but i like I, somehow it like slipped through and then i actually today saw somebody mentioned it and i was like i'm sorry what it just got and, nominated for a sag i think is the reason okay, okay maybe that's why yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah what's her name the main so, so it's basically the story of um the opiate um I mean, what's her name you know Uza, i love it Aduba? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so yeah, that's why I'm shocked you haven't. <laughs> um, I know because this is you love this. Um, I mean, not <laughs> I that you love opioids, but the whole story <laughs> about do. it. I love the Sackler family so much, They're and it's the best. taken from this lawyer who's trying to investigate, and she starts like um, pinpointing, like finding, figuring things out. Like, hey, this is this like is tracking just like the crack epidemic. Um, people yeah. lose jobs. There's unemployment, there's depression, there's this. Yeah. And, and, yeah. but now it's an all white community. And so it's yeah. very interesting. Um, I really liked how it was done. And, um, okay. what's his name? Matthew Broderick is so creepy and does such a good job. Ooh. In it. Yeah. Listen. He plays Sackler. Yeah. He's, 
He is really coming into um, being in his creepy mode. Like, I mean, he's not coming into it. I feel like he's ever since like election. Election. Like, yes. I'm just, I'm just like creepy now. Like he used to be cool, and now he's yeah, just he sort like, of, like cool and hot and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and then yeah, now he's just kind of he's creepy, going all but, in. You know, congrats. Oh, and when yeah. he played himself, what? What show did he play himself? Was that Murders? Only Murders in the Building? <laughs> only Murders in the Building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I loved it. All right. Well, yeah. okay. I know. Um, okay. I feel like I've watched more than this, but this is, for some reason, I was like, this is all I can remember. Um, my stupid one is when we were in Boston. And, you know, I, like, love, um, I love watching cable because I don't have cable. So when I'm at a hotel, I'm like, yes, like, let's watch mm-hmm. Drivers, Dives Drive. Yeah. Like, all the stupid ass shows. To. I'm like... Let's just let's just watch this. Like keep it on, and they're always it's like some sort of marathon. You're like, yeah, okay, like this is what I'm watching. This time we watched, and Rory and I watched it a lot. Rory got really into it. Is my lottery dream home? <laughs> it's it's simultaneously fascinating and also like kind of depressing because you're like, oh, these people. Like I don't, you don't need to. Well, okay. One, it always makes me mad when they're like, I won fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, I don't care. No. <laughs> like, give me somebody who won like. Six million dollars. Like, right. I don't want a fifty fifty thousand dollar person, but it does make you. It sort of makes you like sad that these people are. First of all, lotteries are kind of evil. I, mm-hmm. you know, just in general, it sort of plays on these like hopes and dreams of poor people mostly. Um, and it's like the only way out is by these kit people randomly winning money. You know, spending money to win money. It's kind of depressing. But the host is very charming. He has you can always tell like the time because it's been on for a while. I don't even know the last time that they really filmed it. But he has so many tattoos, so many tattoos. Like it's like a crazy amount of tattoos. But he's so sweet and like I kind of like it because he's like clearly a gay man, and he kind of will meet up with these like rednecks or white trash people. And you're like, I think at first, a lot of times the men are like, "Mm." but then they end up loving him and he finds him a house and it's very sweet. Anyway, that one's very dumb, but I enjoy it. And I'm sure it's streaming on like max because it also has discovery stuff. But really the thing that's so super, super, super surprised me because that I watched this past weekend and I really, and I'd heard about it and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch that. I probably in 20s, 15, like 2016 to maybe 2018 or so, I was like, you know, I was the basic true crime girly where I was like, yeah, like I listen to my favorite murder and I like all this stuff. And then at some point I was just like, well, one, as Dave pointed out to me, like they're just basically reading Wikipedia entries. Like this is a stupid <laughs> show. Um, and two, um, I just kind of like got grossed out by it after a while where I was just like, this is getting to be like, it feels gross to have this as like entertainment, like actual real true crime anyway so this move this tv show uh murder in boston started streaming on netflix and i was like well you know boston's always gonna hook me in and i asked dave like do you know about this he's like oh yeah totally it was like a really big deal and then he watched it and he was like oh it was really good and i kind of was like oh maybe he just likes it because it's like if there was a i don't know something about Dallas, I would probably watch it because you know it's like mm-hmm. I know all the players, right? Yeah. I remember it. What it really was, yes, it's about this murder that was really sad and um, really well, it wasn't even that complicated, but it was just like basically the, this couple was like assaulted and the wife died who was pregnant and the baby died and all this and the the man lived and he was like a black man did it and. And it was like the 80s or whatever, you know, and it just is, 
that happened with that woman in um, South Carolina. I remember when she like, I think to her, two of her kids, like were, they died or something. And she was like, a black man did it. And I remember yes. being like, that is not true. Like that didn't happen. And she was like clearly crazy and all this stuff. Anyway, in this case that did happen, but what the, it's almost like a documentary just broken up in a few parts. And again, it's only like three episodes, which I like. I'm like, good, keep it to three. It does not need to be longer than this. But it really is like an investigation of like how racist Boston is and like the origins of it. And it, you know, talks about busing and how this, and I was actually trying to tell a friend about who was talking about racism and all this stuff. And I was like, one of the most racist places I've ever been is Boston. And, and it's different than the South. I mean, because the South is obviously like extremely racist, but it's different. And there it's like this, it's, it's so tribalistic in that, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, uh, like Italian people and Irish people were not thought of as white when they first came over here. You know, they were mm-hmm. like, um, so it's like they had to distinguish themselves almost um, from black people. Like we're going to become the cops. We're going to become, you know, mm-hmm. the business people. And so we're going to be like, we're, we're going to uh, immerse ourselves in white culture. We are not, even if we're poor, we are not black. Like yep. we are not black. So it is it like, it's this weird because people still so identify as being like, I'm Irish American or I'm Italian American or whatever. I don't really find that. And like, it's not really a thing in Texas. People are just racist period, but they're not like I'm Irish. Like that's just not the thing anyway, but there it's so distinct. So it really discusses that. And it's fascinating. And it is about the murder, which is sort of unsolved, but like not really. Anyway, it's interesting. And I just like the history parts of the history of Boston and how it was founded and, and how this legacy and it's sort of changing, but you know, it's also becoming way more expensive. So it's like, you know, gentrification is also a thing. Anyway, it's fascinating. I thought it was really, really, really well done. Um, and there is a cop on there. It is wild. I mean, I, when I was watching it, I was like, I was alone watching it and I went and talked to Dave about it. And I'm like, to that cop, like at first I thought the cop was saying like, I was a cop and I'm retired. And like, I regret some of the things I did. Oh no, he was not saying that at all. (laughs) Yes. He's retired. He does not regret one thing that he and I'm like I can't believe he went on the record saying any of this like it's and he's basically like oh the Boston of you know your is gone I feel sorry for cops now it's and I'm like what it is wild anyway I I thought it was really well done I I recommend it I I I just thought it was really well done so murder in Boston those are my two shows murder in Boston and my lottery dream (laughs) I just started the murder in Boston I remember it just because of the Marky Mark song yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, Marky Mark. Maybe oh. we need to go out with that song. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so I remember it from that and it was like super interesting. And, you know, the history of Boston, like you said, is interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. Yeah. It is. Uh, you know, as a place that I like that I can visit and I'm mm-hmm. kind of glad that I don't live there. Yeah. Love you like guys. you, Love my the accent is fun until it's not. And then you leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, goodbye. God, it's so true. I'm like, God, this is so fun. I love it. Everybody, it's so distinct. Everything's so distinct and historical. And then I'm like, gotta go. Bye. Um, all right. And finally, let's talk about awards briefly. Okay. I actually, I need to look up when are, I meant to look this up today, Oscar nominations. Oh, yeah. It should be any day now. I feel like it's early February. Now, the I'm glad it's over. I mean, for many reasons. But mm-hmm. um, the, sag, the, the um, strikes kind of 
um, moved everything down, back, moved right? everything around. But I think that this is actually a quite uh, official nominee is named January twenty third. Yes, okay, so soon. And then and when is it going to be March? The, March March tenth, which is pretty late. God, oh yeah, that's right. Because last year it was when I was on spring break as well. Okay, so it's not really moved. But January twenty third, I'm pumped. That is uh, less than two weeks away. Oh I'm really gosh. excited. Um, I love it so much. Yeah. Okay. The Golden Globes were, um, my friend and I were talking about this and I was like, she was like, this was such a good year for movies. There were so many movies that I was actually interested in. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's a whole Barbenheimer thing. Like people actually went to see it. The Golden Globe, the vibe seemed super weird there. Well, one, Joe Coy was, I mean, that was just, uh, was just why do you so think no one wanted to? So part of it is no one, he was like, I don't know if it's true, but like the eighth person that they asked and he yeah. finally said yes. Like, why do you think that people didn't want to do it? I don't know. I guess it's like high pressure, low reward, I guess. But the thing is, like, I don't know. Amy and Tina did such a good job mm-hmm. with it. Like, I gets there's so, so, like you could get um, Janelle James, the woman that's on um Abbott Elementary, like she's hilarious. Like she yeah. would do a good. There are people that could do a good job, and it's like he was trying so hard, and it was like you could feel the sweat just like coming off of him. I don't think he's like a bad person or anything. I just think it was just so like these are the these are the jokes you came up with. Really, like you're a professional joke maker. Like come up with better jokes. And it, I don't know. It just and. There's a way that they film stuff now sometimes where I'm like, you're too close. Like, I don't need to be that close. But it was hysterical because, you know, everybody talks about women's plastic surgery. And yes, obviously, like almost every person in there probably has had some sort of plastic surgery or injection or whatever. The male plastic surgery was hilarious because they were so close. Like, hello, Kevin Costner's forehead did wow. not move one. I mean, and his tan. I'm like, what's going on here? Well, because isn't he dating someone that's like half his age he's dating jewel um who is at least in her late 40s but like or whatever mid 40s but um but still it's like okay nice like spray tan it's Mm -hmm. just everything is in such hd that you're like oh god i don't need to see that much detail on kevin coster or whomever there were some a couple other people where i was like i didn't even recognize them anyway but you know i always the golden globes are fun because people are like notoriously drinking the one shout out I have on it is that AO Debris from The Bear. Yes. I I showed it to my manager today because I had my like meeting and I was like, I just want you to watch this. And my manager, God love her, is like not I don't I think she watched award shows, but that's not like her. She's not like a pop culture junkie or anything. And I was like, but I just want to need you to watch this. She is like, she was like, oh, I feel like I forgot somebody to thank. And then she was like, oh, no, I need to thank all of my agents and managers. And you think that she's going to say that. And you're like, okay, whatever. And then she's like, I need to thank their assistants because they're the ones that Mm -hmm. answer all my emails. And as somebody who has been an assistant, yes, the assistants do fucking everything, literally everything. There are so many things that I had done that is like, I did literally everything and my name is nowhere to be found. Yep. I answer all the emails. If you want an email answered quickly, email an assistant. Yep. They will answer. I you think back. that's the first time anyone's ever acknowledged assistants. I know. And I'm like, they do literally all the work. Like, I guess sometimes they'll say the- my personal assistant or whatever, sure. but not sure this way. Not the people who are like getting phones thrown at them and like mm-hmm. having to work all these late night and probably not getting paid, like getting paid like yeah. 
$35,000 a year or whatever to, cause they're trying to make it in this industry. And like, yep. they're the ones doing the legwork most of the time. Like any, if you see, if you see a book that's bound and like clipped on the sides, an assistant did that. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not nothing. Like it sucks. And you're printing out hundreds of pages and poking holes in them and binding them and clipping them. That sucks. Like it's work. It is. It's just as much work as like talking about a million dollars or whatever. Anyway, yeah. I and loved it. I thought it was awesome. Worse is like when that book has been approved and then, um, <gasps> and then somebody has oh, a change. Yep. Second to the last page. Oh, I we we oh changed gosh. this. You were in the meeting and we didn't tell you. And <laughs> I like I'm having a visceral reaction. Right, there's a guy I used to work for. I would have it bound. Everything's approved, bound, clipped, mm-hmm. and then I have to reverse the coils. Yep. And print it out and put it and then poke another hole, but make sure all the holes line up. And sometimes they don't because they were slightly off kilter. And there's no way to. And then you're like just. Your hand, your wrist, and your fingers like hurt yep. from like coiling it around. Ugh. That's one of the reasons why I started to hate the NFL. Is when I worked for the promotion company, <laughs> they had to have NFL had to have things in a very specific way. Of course, of course. and then they would last minute changing, and I'd be there till you know eight o'clock at night finishing yeah. up this thing and then reading the contract to make sure that it went the exact way they wanted and then it would have to be like FedExed out because they needed it the next day and they wouldn't accept it as a PDF email it's like oh so my god and the thing that also is when you get to be really good at that then what happens is do you get paid more maybe by three percent a year maybe maybe but then you get more and more responsibility because they're like, great, I don't have to do this because I can trust her yep. to do all of this. Like, she's really smart. I can trust her to do this. Am I going to promote, promote her? Absolutely not. No, because like, then you I, wouldn't be doing the notebook anymore. Yeah, exactly. So it's like she can do all that. But then you get to do all the bullshit work, like yep. printing out stuff and binding it and then doing super high level stuff mm-hmm. that is not like really above your pay grade, but they know that you're smart enough that you can like actually figure it out. But are you getting paid on that level? Absolutely not. You are not getting paid on that. Um, yeah, it sucks. But um, anyway, AO, you are a queen and I love yep. you and I hope you win Emmys as well. Yes. Um, all of and them. Then and Christy, SAG, everything. Win yes. all of them. Um, yeah, SAG is the next one, and I agree with you. I think well, SAG is fun because it's like all acting, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I and also I think love. It'll be... I think they all should have the ensemble award. Yes, yes, for sure. Because a lot of times there will be movies that you're like, well, there wasn't like one single. They just worked together so well mm-hmm. that it was like, oh wow. They should also in the Oscars. They should also have a casting award. I yes. definitely believe that because sometimes you're like, how did you even come up with this? And exactly, you know, it is, it's sometimes it just, it works and you know, you don't know why, but it actually ends up working out that way. Like ensemble Saltburn. I get that. They all yeah. like had great chemistry. It yes. was crazy and funny. Yes. I agree with them getting a nomination for that. The individual people, not so much, but no, no. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's why I'm SAG is in. Golden Globes out. Mostly because yeah. that crazy award that they came up with just to get oh Taylor God. Swift to come. And then <laughs> the answer she is a win. knowable amount. It's so weird. <laughs> I saw some meme that was like, every year that they have this, they should have John Hamm run up and say, that's what the money's for. You know, like his line <laughs> right. from uh, Mad Men. It's like, okay, like, 
yay, I'm glad that you won an award, I guess, but that's what the money's for. You made a lot of money. Right. That's what you did. You made a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, I should have, I missed one show that I'm currently watching that is a highly recommend, which is Fargo, this current season. Oh. And, and that's so, with what's her face from um yes Juno Ted Lasso mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah yeah Juno Temple and playing like complete opposite of what she does and I'm I I tried to find information about this but so she was nominated for stuff but the season isn't over yet so oh, will weird. this show be eligible for it next year because I, I think what I'm be worried is that people Emmys didn't find next it next year I I I just think people weren't able to find it because usually. A lot of people now don't watch something until it's completely done. I think it has two more yeah. episodes and it's like every Wednesday or something. So it's not huh. completely out. It is so good. Her and John Hamm. This is the best season of Fargo that ever was. Okay. Um, I mean, I love that John Hamm is like, even though um, the morning show is like psychotic, I kind of like that John Hamm is like back in the mix. I always yes. like a little John Hamm. He's playing completely evil. Okay. Um, Good. But yeah, I just want it to, because I don't necessarily think that it should have won um, this time around. But I hope that it's eligible for next. Maybe for, I don't know. Next. I don't know what the exact rules are. They seem sort of a uh, uh, arbitrary. Yeah, I to looked me, up one least. and it was like April to May, with only one day where it's not eligible. And so, like, what does that okay. mean? Like. I don't so know. If you're because with streaming, it doesn't make sense to be like a cutoff like that anymore. So I no, don't know. no. God, do you remember? I remember when school would start, and I'd be like, "I'm ready for fall TV to yep. start." I would be so excited. Like, which which um, pilots am I going to watch? Yeah. Oh, well, and God, I saw even them. the awards, for at least TV awards, were so boring then because it was always Friends, it was always Seinfeld, Frasier. Frasier. Cheers! Like it, it just okay. And then it was Modern Family it. for yep. a while, which like mm-hmm. yeah, it was funny for a moment. But then it was like, but they would do it like constantly. Like yeah. it would just keep going. They gave an award once. I remember being like sick of Thirty Rock, and I loved Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my god! Like I get it. It's gonna win again. Yeah. Fine. Like hearing that music um, to win. Oh my god! You're like, like I can't. Ugh. Oh my god! <laughs> Boring. Um, well, we obviously watch a lot of TVs and movies, and that is okay. That is fine. But it's good. We it's are good well-rounded people. <laughs> we are. We read. We read, too. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but the question of the week was, what was your favorite piece of pop culture mm. in 2023? It can be whatever. It's a hard whatever. question. It can be a book. I know. I know. I'd have to think about it, too, actually. Um, we're not going to recommend anything because we've That's recommended what the show was. a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that's what the show was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to tell you how you can get involved. The website is thisshowhaseverything.com. Um, join the Facebook group if you want to get those sweet, sweet uh, recipes. They're not sweet. They're mostly savory. But um, I saw actually that some people had – we'll update maybe more next week because I saw some people in while we were recording actually drop some more. Um, you can email us. The email is tshishow at gmail.com. You can send us a voice memo. I love your voices. Um, the AOL keyword is Tishi, and it will never go away. Um, thanks for joining us, y'all. And that was definitely, definitely not everything about 2023. And we'll be back to recap. I'm sure we'll recap the Oscars when it comes around yeah. March, mm, whatever. Hopefully there's not a slap. Um, that was depressing. <laughs> I don't like that. I want it to be a fun Oscars. So here's hoping. Maybe we'll do a live. We didn't get it in time <gasps> oh. this time. 
I know, but we will. We'll do a live Oscars. Absolutely. It's happening. I'm going to be in Washington, D.C., I think, and I don't care. I'm going to be like, get out of my way. I'm watching the Oscars. It's the day after my mom's uh, memorial, and I don't care. I'm watching the Oscars <laughs> live. <laughs> we have priorities. Yes. Bye. America the beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Let me introduce y'all to the wild side. Annie was a high school cheerleader. Pom poms and bobby socks and no girl was free to come prom time. Everybody was on the line. All the fellas singing nickel and dime. Tales about love and lust and trust. But Annie took it all in stride. Cause deep inside, Annie had aspirations. Besides that, she had expectations. Wanted to be a chemical engineer. Making 50 to 55,000 a year. Her first year of college was a success. But along comes Billy, possessed and obsessed. He took Annie on a fatal date. And showed her things that made heartbeats accelerate. Annie took a hit, breathed two short breaths. One for life, the last for death. Now she's Gone, a former valedictorian Ended up becoming a topic for historians Washed up dreams, shattered pride All because Annie took a hit On the wild side
13, came to the city, placed a big dream. Visiting family and friends for the summertime. Sitting on a mailbox, watching the boys climb trees. And the girls play hopscotch. So far, her vacation was top notch. Out of the blue, a Mercedes at top speed. Gang bangers chasing rivals on a stampede. Quick as a blink, shots rang out loud. And a hail of bullets zipped through the crowd. One hit Tiffany and instantly she died. Innocently, on a wild side. Huh. 